get. Hello. We are so back. I'm back. I'm actually, I'm back in the gym. You made it back? Uh, yeah, I've gone two days in a row now at 5 a.m. I'm doing, well, my, yeah. I'm doing my part. Cheers. Cheers to that, brother. Cheers. Uh, let's actually clink it. Let's see if we can get it on my... Take your fucking cap off, bro. Have you ever drank a beer before? Is this your first beer? Yo! Now is the time to wage fucking war against our hypocrites, bigots, and all you weak ass phonies that never really rattles, only survivors, their gods, their masters, and your loyalty to the fucking gods! No, it's not. It might be my first one. It's my first one in a while. I've been laying off lately, actually. Yeah, same. I've been doing a good job, which because I just I was like real, real bad for a little bit there. Um, really embracing my inner alcoholic. Yeah, I had like a almost pretty bad relapse there for a while, but I feel like we got it under control. All it takes is to like piss Bay off a couple times, and you're like, oh, and shit. I'm like, oh, I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy. See, I swear. Yeah, I don't have those checks and balances. I have to like. I have to slap myself. Yeah. I have to go in the mirror and be like, you motherfucker, get it together. Right. Go back to the gym. Stop being a pussy. <laughs> You're so fucking gay. <laughs> yeah, I, that's kind of why I like, you know, having the family, the dog, the fiance, everything to look forward to, building that life. You know, I feel like it really does, like, you know, where I'm at now in my life, I have so much more to live for sure. than where I was a couple years ago. And just looking back at how depressed and schizophrenic i was back then and not saying that the two are directly linked now you're less depressed and still schizophrenic exactly right that's yes yeah the girlfriend can't cure the voices in your head yeah getting married does not stop the demons <laughs> sorry fellas yeah. does it go away <laughs> that's why we lift mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i did i did pretty good i busted out a nice little leg day today I hit the shoulders. Yeah. I hit shoulders hard this morning. I've been How like, is your ropey muscle? Did it shoot out I'll and hit let anybody? Me, let me tell you. I've figured out the secret is I'm just going to have to work out forever and it'll never hurt. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it's it's it hasn't been bothering me for the two or three days since I've been going again. Like, at all. Well, that's just I ultimate, can't even feel it right now. It's ultimate chat. I also think I just needed creatine. Never stop pumping. I think I had fucking... I think the creatine depletion of it, like, re exiting my system, I think was also part of the problem. You were having creatine withdrawal. I may dude. have been. I may have honestly been. You were probably having some some alpha bro withdrawal. Yeah, like I just didn't. It. it I mean, they. We did the whole study on lifting the ruins about how it cures. It's like for it can be a treatment for depression. Creatine um, or ketamine? Creatine. We talking about the same <laughs> actually, thing? Both. Actually. <laughs> actually, believe it or not, both. Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah. No. And apparently, I mean, I I feel like a noted change. It's like now that I'm doing it again and I'm loading back up on it. Like all the stuff that was kind of bothering me is kind of back in my brain versus in the forefront of my brain. Yeah. You know, all the like personal stuff and whatever else and the normal kind of depressive shit that I go through is in the back. So it was, maybe it's just a maybe it's just a something that keeps it off your mind, you know? Right. But but it's that's kind of the, but that's stimulus, kind of the point, you know, the distraction. Kind of the point. Well, look at all the, you know, schizo lifter memes, esoteric lifter shit where, mm. you know, it's like. The guy's ziz posing and flexing in the mirror, but it's like, 
you know, fighting off the demons that are blinking my name in Morse code. Right. You know? right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's definitely nice to kind of feel freed from that, but we'll, we'll see. I'm trying to keep it off. You Let know? me ask you this. Do you think, uh, you think seasonal depression is a thing? Sure. I, I think you do. I, I, I think, but is it I don't think it's depression? okay. Okay. No. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. It's not actually depression. I don't think it's actually depression at all. I think it's just kind of your body kind of like coming to grips or maybe subconsciously you're like, oh, the fun warm times are over. Now it's winter. We're settling into the earth. We're hunker down, hibernate. Yeah. And you better have preserved your food. It's like a sense of loss. Yeah. You know, like you lost the warm summer days. They're gone, you know. Well, it could be like, even look at like bears. Like, I'm not saying we're fucking bears, but like mammals have evolved biologically to have like certain biological, you know, they respond biologically to different stimuli. So like a bear gets really fucking sleepy and just mm-hmm. hibernates and sleeps all winter. Yeah. So maybe there's like some remnant of it's, like some weird bear DNA that's what in I was us where say. like we're like you said, hunkering down. It's some human remnant or some ancient human remnant that we still have that like is there that is not acknowledged by like modern society. With some kind of uh defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. You know, because really anything anything if you're looking at like a evolutionary adaptation or some kind of change, it's Usually always, you know, well, it's always for self-preservation. Right. Always. Well, and the transition from hot to cold is a big change, so I couldn't see how that wouldn't have some kind of effect on people. Yeah, but definitely to call it, like, depression. I Yeah. It's like, like, really, every winter you want to blow your brains out like Kurt Cobain and then you're Katy Perry? Yeah, it's definitely not that Every level. July? You're just, you're just kind of like, you know, it's not like, yeah. no, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna fucking suck, start a shotgun kind of shit. Yeah. I don't think it's anything like that. No, I don't know. You just hear all that stuff thrown around and like for better or for worse, like, you know, mental health is like much more easily talked about and discussed in today's society. That and it's also like more of a um, trendy thing to like have some kind of mental problem now. Well, right. Here's what happens. It's very cool to like. It happens with everything. Yeah. Right. It's something that starts off with good intention. Like, hey, we should talk about these things. That has a good intention. Mm -hmm. But then you're always going to have those people that exploit it for social capital, yeah. for some kind of personal gain. Or just, which ha- is, or just have a personality. Which, hey, you know what? At the end of the day is also an evolutionary trait to be right. greedy, right. you know, focused on your own survival. You know, what can, what can make me safe? Well, if I say the right things, I'll be safe from all my friends, no one will hate me. No one will make send me mean texts or They'll mean give me tweets. a pass for all my shitty behavior. Exactly. If I just say the I'm thing, I'm neurodivergent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like there's a lot of that, but it's a defense mechanism, and it's something you really have to recognize. Like it's so the some of the stuff is so entrenched mm-hmm. in human behavior, like the stuff we talk about week after week after week, like you sheep, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. but. On some level, we we just kind of are, though. Like, we literally just are that animal. Like, in some level. Right. Can't escape it. Certainly can't. I don't know, man. Got me tripped out. Yeah, I mean, I try not to, like... I definitely probably have some kind of thing that I probably should go see. Some undiagnosed. I probably yeah. should go see some kind of doctor about, but also, like, I'm not going to fucking do that. No. Uh, and I also don't have health insurance. Like, I, I, I refuse to pay. I'll just... I'll raw dog whatever mental illness I have. Thank you very much. I'll be fine. You know, it's just a, you just go through a fucking lump for a couple of weeks and then you fucking figure it out. I don't know. 
and it's, the, it's the old school man concept. Well, you that's know? the thing. I now we're, the doctor. we're bringing it back to, okay, is that toxic masculinity? Because that's kind of like pull yourself up by your yeah, bootstraps. I'm the CEO of it. <laughs> I know you are. I'm the CEO, dude. Unapologetically. But like, is it actually toxic behavior to want to form better coping skills for yourself? Because that's something no. that I've, I talk with Bay a lot about. Um, you know, we agree on a lot. We disagree on a lot. This is something we disagree on. You know, she's always, you know, when we have these discussions, she's always very much in the corner of some people need medication. Yes. And I always, and I will agree. I agree. Some people need medication, but it kind of goes back to that. Many do. Well, it goes back to that whole humans will exploit things for their own gain, no matter what it's self-preservation. So the pharmaceutical industry, anyone in there, they saw, Hey, here's all this discussion around mental health and pill pushing and all this stuff. Let's make our money and run. Excuse me. And so that's exactly what happened. So you can have a real nuanced discussion around mental health medication. But, you know, the thing we just never agreed on was that she's always in Big Pharma's corner about, you know, some people need it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I'm quick to look in the mirror. Like, I'm quick to examine myself and see if there's something that I'm doing or a mental habit that I formed or some kind of trick. Like you can self be an alternative to just uh, Zoloft or even therapy. Like you can talk to your friends, like dude, coming down here and talking to you, I probably get more out of this with you than I ever would with any shrink. Oh yeah. Same goes for me. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause I mean, I can't talk to my shrink about, uh, all the (laughs) things that we talk about. Yeah. Cause they try and put me on meds. (laughs) (laughs) It's but, a catch twenty two. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe it is toxic. Maybe it is old school masculine. <laughs> but there is something to be said about just wanting to form like better. It, it really, I think all of it, mental habits or coping skills, and right. a lot of even down to the beers that we drink and stuff comes from, you know, running from something, lifting weights. We're trying to silence the demons, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you have to confront that. Yeah. Like you you cannot run from shit and think you're going to get out alive. Life is a cope, dude. Honestly. All of life is a cope. It's just kind of coping from one thing to the next, I guess, you know. I mean, I guess that's a nihilistic kind of way to look at it, but it's it, it kind of is, you know. I mean, if you look at the society, the society we live in, uh you kind of have to like from thing to thing cuz like you can sit here and get introspective and then really think about the state of the world and like it's immensely blackpilling. Oh yeah. On most on most days, you know. Like if you all you got to do is like look at the news and you're like fuck. You know. I mean, economic collapse, fucking covid bullshit. Kanye calling out the Jews. Like it's just everything's blackpilling, you know. It's just Well, is it is it manufactured blackpilling or mm-hmm. is it are we By as design. humans are By we design. as humans though like we are light beings. Like we we have untapped potential and powers. Like, I honestly believe that, sure. like, we're on another, we should be on another level, literally on another frequency. Sure. But, you know, they figured out this soul trap matrix to keep everybody here as just yeah. constant labor, constant soul sacrifice. It's a barrage, for, it's a barrage on all fronts. It's, so, the only reason it's blackpilling is because it's so many things at once. It's, it's right. the food, it's the, it's, you know, the things we do for leisure are poison in itself, you know? It's all that stuff combining into one thing. And, and that's MK Ultra, it dude. It prevents us, yeah. It prevents us from like any kind of you we don't have a moment really like from birth 
there's like a few happy years of your life where nothing matters really. Oh yeah. But it's like the, there's trauma in childhood. Like when you first go to public school and shit like that's trauma. I think that's trauma inducing. Like the nature of public school is trauma inducing. Um, just like you have a few good years depending on how those relationships and the structure of it gets built, it can either propel you very far forward or it can destroy you. Like, uh, I was listening to this book recently. Um, um, I think, Oh God, I have to hang on. I got to look at audible cause I don't want to get the name of it wrong. Sorry. Give me two seconds here. Cause it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a good book. I think it's why Liz, why liberalism failed. Mm. Like not li- We're not talking about libtards here. Like classical liberalism. Yes, the structuring of liberalism that the founding fathers tried to structure this country on. People like Thomas Jefferson and yeah, and um, yeah, why liberalism failed by um, I think it's John Patrick J. Deenan. Oh god, now it's playing. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Patrick J. Deenan, and it's a really fucking good book. It's not a huge long one. I'm assuming it's short because it's only five hours on Audible. Yeah, so it's got to be a pretty short, like a pamphlet or something. It's it's probably like you know a hundred pages or something like that, and um. It's really solid and it really breaks down like the concept of like the structuring of liberalism in this country and how it kind of created this situation that almost was destined to fail. And it didn't really it it was the idea was to elevate us to beings that were like capable of uh, being these kind of rational thinkers um, and elevating us to a certain level. You know, it was well, taking enlightenment principles and then applying it to an exercise in self-governance. Yeah, but then also not promoting the structures that require that would allow everyone to climb. Uh, it it creates like it created kind of a dependence on statism in some ways, um, and like kind of chipping into the big project. Sure. Versus like this country, the nature of this country for a long time was like rugged individualism, which is almost antithetical to liberalism mm-hmm. on some levels. Uh, if you look at liberalism like from a state perspective. You know, it's it's antithetical to it. Like the human American nature originally was like, go here, chop some trees down, build your pioneer cabin, raise your family, have your farm. Which actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I have a really interesting bit about that in the Grand Canyon. Okay, but uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but I'm just rambling here. But um, yeah, and it it talked about how like as the society pushed forward, the it the failure of it became that. The people you it required wealth to almost achieve these things now. Sure, you know it. it cre- and then that's where the inequality gap starts coming in in the country. Like it used to just be everybody could like start their homestead here, you know. And then mm-hmm. like industrialization came and kind of fucked liberalism up, uh, and it created oligarchs and barons and people who you can now a rich person can have their kid and their kid can be set up with every tool possible to become one of those people, but. The rest of us are scrounging from the bottom. And we're not educated on how. We don't have the tool tips to figure out how to get our kid up to that level. So it creates this kind of constant inequality that, you know, it's it's like two lines diverging at one point and one keeps going down and the other one keeps going up. A really interesting point someone brought up on some podcast. I can't remember which one. It was a while ago, but they were talking about, um, you know, rich kids you know, rich people activities in the schooling and activities that they're involved in versus, you know, laymen. And, you know, you look at American high schoolers, most of them are playing football, lacrosse, you know, basketball, they're they're doing all this stuff. But when you look at rich kids, they're doing stuff like horseback riding. Mm -hmm. Well, think about, but no, 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 but think about horse riding specifically when they're doing these things. I mean, they're training these kids from the day they're born to be billionaires. And so... Think about a grid down situation. 
Mm-hmm. We're all bread and circus. We're watching. We're watching the Coliseum. <clears throat> we're watching the modern day Coliseum Circus <laughs> Maximus on TV every Sunday when we watch NFL. Yeah, modern day. And these kids, they know that like gas, gas is going to run out. Your fucking truck's going to be worthless. You don't know how to ride a fucking horse. Your you've never. You've never. Won't even work. The only time you've ever seen a horse, you fucking poor, is at a goddamn petting zoo. Or, or when I got put on the one for pictures as a kid at daycare. Yeah, yeah. You got put yeah. on a pony and they yeah. put a little cowboy, cowboy hat, hat on you yeah. at preschool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, even down to like the way that, like, and even like, I mean, these rich people have bunkers, compounds. Mm-hmm. You know, industries. These people own industries. You think, you know, we're sitting down here talking like, ooh, make sure you're saving your can of beans and your yeah. rice. And they're like, bro, I got the factory. I've had, and a, pa- the I've had a pantry for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, it's the, the when you put it that way, it. <laughs> when you put it that way, though, you're exactly right. It's like even caked into 1776. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about this gold standard of governance, but it's still has like some kind of suckle the teat aspect caked into it, you know? And the cards get stacked in like a classist kind of way. Yeah, and and I think that the founding fathers, despite their like best intentions, and, you know, people can argue about their mindset and like colonize it, whatever. I don't care about any of that. It's like, let's just take the values at what they were presented as. Sure. Like, I think they, th- they thought everyone was going to be able to kind of do their own thing. Well, even if we look day. at, if we look at America... Right, America is a first draft. Like this is the first time we've ever tried to do this. Is the first time you write an essay ever the best one? No, no. that's why you write multiple. drafts. Unfortunately, they stopped writing and never wrote another, or they kept writing and never wrote another draft. <laughs> the other thing too is think about even like okay, let's look at <coughs> communism. All right, mm. communism is like a relatively newer concept as it pertains to the word communism and there's anarcho-communism and anarcho-primitivism and and Marxist-Leninism sure there's all those different schools of thought but I mean even that is like a first draft if you want to consider in the modern times so here's my idea right here's my proposal 100 years 100 year ceasefire we split the world in half yeah alright 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 one hemisphere America baby we're fucking capitalists Rugged individualism. We are we are toxic masculinity all day. And in the other hemisphere, they get to be be communists in fucking hundred years. Yeah. Now, right? We yeah. don't check in on each other. We don't even phone call. It's like that's the divide. It's, yeah. It's a toxic X. Right. It's a complete cutoff. We yeah. put another Antarctic ice wall up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So these people don't even know that shit exists. Right. We separate for a hundred years, and then one day we just magically melt the ice beam, and we see who takes over who. Right. Let's see if the capitalists got the better guns, and they like got. A, you're talking like a game of Civ Six, is what you're saying. Is what I'm saying. Honestly, <laughs> like I want. That's Civ what Six. I want to do. I, Hundred years, let one hemisphere duke it out, uh, communist style. Let another hemisphere duke it out, capitalist Western society, and then one day just melt the wall and see who wins. They just end up nu- somebody end up nuking somebody and be over real fast. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, let the let the best man win. That's what I'm saying, right? I think we're in the middle of that right now. Yeah, I think honestly. we're in the middle of that game right now. We got a few turns left. <laughs> Yo, we're, we're we're approaching turn five hundred. Well, that's the thing is we're li- we're living in a simulation, but no one told us it was like yeah. you know Sim City. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no exactly, one told us exactly, dude. Mm. But no, I mean, it's it's funny to watch a lot of the times. You know, it's just where things have kind of spun out to at this point. You know, like our comfort of life 
and I've said this before, but our comfort of life is like reach new heights. Even the poorest people have like a house around them, you know, a lot of the times, except for homeless people, you know, but yeah. like even like the people on the lowest income bracket that are still making money, they got some kind of structure to live in and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't even know what I was trying to say with that, but yeah. I, no, I know what, what you're getting at is that we still do kind of got it made. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the little day, bit. yeah, yeah, like the earth, the little bit things like a quality of life from what it was, let's say in the Sumerian times, is much higher, or as but, far as we know, actually, because we don't even, we don't even know if that history is correct. So, well, not only do we not know if that history is correct, but like I feel like the word quality, like the term quality of life, is very subjective. Like, oh, sure. I mean, you could very much argue that even though Native Americans didn't have iPhones and air conditioning, they had a better quality of life. They had a better quality of life. They were so, more in touch with nature, more, you know. And again, like, dude, that's that's our capitalist psyop. That's a shit we get tricked in from birth. Like, how Con- gay would it be if we lived in huts? Right. <laughs> well, dude, even think about Feel you the know, breeze like, on my balls as I walked. So <laughs> last episode, I uh, I mentioned, I was like, dude, when I was a kid, like I literally thought that like humans and buildings and houses and cars, like they were just always here. Like right. you, you feel like everything around you from when you're born on is just an innate part of reality because that literally is your reality. So it's very hard to conceptualize going back in time and living in a different, having a different lifestyle. So it's that capitalist psyop, even from birth, of like, okay, we're shoving iPads in these kids' hands. You think they're ever going to <clears throat> willingly put that down? They design well, the shit to be addictive. Yeah, you yeah. might as well be giving them a fucking cigarette. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I don't know. It's just, it's this whole kind of like examining where we are, and then thinking really hard about where we want to be. Because there's some people who want to return to monk. Yeah. You know, they want to they want to turn the timeline back. I used to be one of those people. I'm now of the mindset that I kind of feel like the only way out is through. So we kind of have to like go through this and come out the other side bigger and better. And so that's going to mean more technology, but it's going to have to be better and reined in. It's like because we've already got the timeline up to this point. We can't we can't <laughs> dial back. We can never yeah. return to Mark. Yeah, you could never no. Again, barring like a grid down situation right like where things are so fried that there's no way to like you can't yeah the the grid is structured in such a way like if you look at those big transformers they weigh like 200 tons you know you see them getting shipped on trucks and shit right they take years to make to like produce power for like a city like let's say all that shit gets fried you can't it's impossible to repair it without electricity already yeah so like if that shit happens it's over well, then we just hit up our boy Tesla and get all that free shit from the earth, dog. Yeah, we turn the pyramids back on, dude. Turn the pyramids let's, back on. Let's turn the pyramids on and we can power the whole earth. We're going to... America. It's deep in the dark future. America annexes Egypt and gets the power we got going. <laughs> yeah, I posted uh, on the Uncle Ted's story today mm-hmm. about some ley lines. Did you see that one? I did. I did. I, I, always, pretty I always found the ley line stuff very interesting. Yeah, what are your thoughts on ley lines? Well, I mean, there's got to be something to them in the sense that I've always you always see like on those shows like that, especially like was it Ancient Aliens? Yeah, they always show like the triangular was it David Wilcox, Wilcox that was they the guy get, talking. and they show the triangular grid pattern on the Earth, mm-hmm. and like they're like all this shit inter- intersects, and like I guess that's drawn from like older writings and stuff where they've seen things about it, and like the ancients purposely built shit on those lines for a reason. You know, like, we may not understand what those structures actually did because we're not there anymore. Right. And we weren't there when they were functioning. 
And we weren't there when the people who knew what they did were able to do what they did with them. So God knows what the fuck those things actually were for. Sure. You know, like everybody's like, they always sing you the stories of these tribes. That oh, they were just all slaughtering each other. But like the Aztecs, they talk about it. But they built this shit in very specific places for very specific reasons. Well, and that's kind of that psyop of, uh, you know, the false belief that we currently exist as the most advanced versions of, of human. humans ever. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that whole kind of uh, arrogance. We're just a different version of humans. We're a different version, but we we very well could have been much more spiritually, physically, mentally advanced, technologically advanced in the past. And yeah. we have this kind of cover-up, basically, that's telling you, no, you're the best right now, which is why you need the iPhone, which is why you need Doesn't the airplane. Doesn't get better than this, yeah. Well, here's the thing. This is why you need power plants with transformers is because they used to have free energy like Tesla yeah. and all the ley lines and the power plants and shit, but then, oh, they had to stomp that out because they couldn't make money off of it. Yeah, because right? not... You start building all this, this stuff on. So the thing about ley lines that's really interesting, the stuff that I, like, I really... I try to express is that a lot of this stuff gets like glossed over. It gets brought up in mainstream, but it gets glossed over. So I feel like a lot of people I'm spurging on ley lines, no, no, no. but it's a, it's a word and a term that gets thrown around a lot. And really what you have to understand is that everything in existence is vibrating Right. Due to the fact that it exists. Mm -hmm. It could be existing on a quantum level or a metaphysical level, but either way, the fact that something exists, it, it's well, moving. Yeah, because atoms don't actually touch each other. They're just right next to each other and they're moving. Well, right? energy is vibration. Yeah, like it, it's, yeah. The atom itself is vibrating. Yeah, and they're, they're, they don't actually, everybody, like when you think matter, everybody's yeah. like, oh, it's a clump of atoms. But it's like, it is, yeah. but it's a clump of structured atoms they're just barely touching each other. Like this, this whole no, thing. No, they don't here, touch. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what I meant. Like they're not quite touching. Yeah, but that's like a minute. That's kind of like yeah. a small thing of what I'm trying to get at is that by its very nature of existence, it vibrates. Right. Vi things vibrate with a frequency. We've gone over this a lot. Um, so <clears throat> it kind of points a picture that everything has a fundamental frequency. Well. If you take enough steps outward, you start to look at the earth as an enclosed system. So, yeah, I mean, me me and you, we have frequencies. All the stuff on my walls has a frequency. The food we eat has a frequency. Our pets have frequencies, right? Mm -hmm. But when you take enough steps out, the earth as an enclosed system, as an entity, <coughs> also has a frequency. And so when you start studying sound physics, wave physics, and that kind of thing, you start to understand how a sphere would resonate. And when you look at mandalas, so mandalas are actually like representations of harmonious frequencies. Like right. if you were to look at a three-dimensional object in perfect harmony, it would create like a mandala kind of right. looking thing. Yeah. So the earth as a sphere, flat earthers don't hate me, the Earth as a sphere, those ley lines move around it. They're like bands. Like if you put rubber bands around a lacrosse ball. Right. And what happens is there's something called destructive interference and constructive interference. You familiar with that? I am not. Elaborate. So when two waves come together, there's constructive interference, which is if they're they're like moving at the same wave, 
or whatever, they add. And so two waves, if they're moving at the same, uh, uh, I guess, if their crests and troughs are lined up, mm-hmm. they amplify. Right. So two waves Resonance. constructively interfering yeah. gets louder. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have offset waves, whereas the the crests and troughs are interfering with each other, you can actually play two sounds at the same time that sounds like silence. Oh. Because the waves are destructively interfering with each other. Uh, they cancel each other out. Exactly. They yeah, cancel yeah, out. Yeah, There's yeah. actually cars that use this technology. They, they're like when you're in the cabin, it's silent. You can't oh, hear outside. Okay, gotcha, the gotcha. speakers, the speakers play sound. To, to distort the outside sound. Oh. It's crazy technology, right? Oh, yeah, I actually so didn't fucking know that. When, when you, and this is like a, a, a basic kind of, you, you know, you learn that in high school physics. So like this stuff isn't foreign to people. And so you start piecing together. Well, if everything that moves and exists is moving, is vibrating, has energy, that energy we call a frequency, it's vibrating at a certain frequency, the earth itself can be treated as a closed system. The constructive and destructive interference of these, you know, mandala shapes and harmonious. It, and, and actually, the earth is very probably not harmonious with all the stuff that's happening on it. Right. So the ley lines are the places where the earth's energy is resonating the most. Okay. That's why they're important. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Which so, would allow, I guess, for the harnessing of said energy. Bingo. Right? Exactly right. So that's what kind of tipped us off to what a ley line was, was we noticed we started plotting where things like Stonehenge, the Pyramid of Giza, mm-hmm. even down to the Aztec pyramids. So there are Aztec pyramids that are like on the same line as like shit in Egypt. That would seemingly be randomly in the jungle. Like exactly. When you see them. You're like, oh, they just built this fucking here. Yeah. And so there's whatever. there's enough of these structures on these ley lines that you kind of start thinking like this is too much to be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start looking into the fundamental frequencies. And oh my gosh, you bring in Nikola Tesla. We were getting free energy from the Earth. We even talked about on one of the earliest episodes, like on one of the one, two, or three. Yeah. We talked about how in the pyramids of Giza there is no soot. Yes. Which means they weren't using torches. Yeah, they weren't in there doing torch shit, yeah. Which means, did they have electricity? They had something. They sure shit had something to see inside those motherfuckers. Could have been the Baghdad battery, or it could have been they were harnessing wireless energy transmission. Right, right. So I, I'm I'm big on ley lines, like, actually being a thing, because there's a lot of, like, counter arguments out there of, like, oh, it's just coincidence. But it's like, think about the big picture. No, I mean, if the, if we have these plotting of these ley lines, like, and these objects are built on, it's not coincidence. Like these ancient people were able to figure it out, and it had some connection to the stars because the pyramids line up with Orion's belt. Mm-hmm. So it clearly had some bigger implication with astrology than we talk like as above, so below. You know that kind of stuff. Like it, there was something there. There you can't just like wholesale. I mean, I guess if you're a conventional history person you can wholesale dismiss it you know and be like well that's just what they did but it's like there's something bigger to it yeah i I saw this really interesting um someone had taken uh is it my this is it the sistine chapel with the two fingers yeah yeah they were talking about that being a representation of what i was talking about with the atoms and the way the two fingers are almost touching each other like god god and man but they they aren't actually touch yes and that and that adam in the bible is an allegory for the atom. 
That's some uh, is that Jordan some, Maxwell shit. I don't know. It just the, I, I thought it the comes through the port and the ship births. I thought that <laughs> well, I thought the I thought it was an interesting kind of concept because they talk about how e like it was almost it, no, you're e right. being separated off from Adam was almost kind of a concept of an atom splitting. Which if we want to talk about you know the forces that create the universe. If we want to think about it from this concept of a big bang, yeah, like an all energy expulsing forth from this one moment of this thing splitting, mm-hmm. and it, people were saying that that may have just been kind of a clever allegory in some way, but maybe not. Well, I mean, isn't that also? I love stuff like that, but I feel like that's like copping into the scientific, like modern science thing to like almost dismiss. Well, there's that, like, but also to atom and atom, like it's a little too on the nose. Yeah, it certainly. It's, it know? seems like an easy explanation. I just thought it was fucking interesting. It is interesting for sure. And and I think that's another thing that's like very unique with humans is like our autistic pattern recognition. Yeah. Is that like we can link words and then we subconsciously link meanings and then like it's when, you know, you look at a painting and you suddenly derive like the meaning of life. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we we have these pattern recognition skills that allow us to almost go too schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a monkey, please give me pattern pattern recognizing brain. And it's yeah, like exactly. for survival? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Hell nah, dude. <laughs> Not for that. <laughs> for all the other worst parts of it. Exactly. But uh I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. But uh, going back to, we were talking about something just a minute ago, uh, and it kind of, oh, that's right. We were talking about materialism. We kind of touched on materialism, mm-hmm. and I was listening to one of the newest <coughs> Joe Rogans. Yeah. Uh, what's a guy's name? Gabe. Uh, hold on. Let me look it up. But he's a military guy. He's an ex-military, like, Navy pilot or something like that. Okay. And he's talking about um, aliens and U- UAPs, right? Yeah. And what's his name? Let me look it up. Ryan Graves. Oh, Not, yeah. I think I yeah. saw somebody share something on this. It might have been you. For all so Ryan Graves, uh, he's some kind of military test pilot, and he's on here talking with Joe Rogan about UAPs, which is what they now call UFOs. They just kind of dress it up, yeah, unidentified just, aerial phenomenon. I, it probably, I guess it takes away from like the Roswell hokey. Like, exactly. You know, well, they're trying to legitimize it. It puts it in a, a real realm or discussable realm. Exactly. Yeah, which is helpful, I think. Or it could be part of the PSYOP. Or it's some Tom DeLonge shit, yeah. And they're just trying to legitimize it. Well, some of the stuff they were touching on, though, I didn't listen to the whole thing about like an hour and a half, two hours in. But uh, he was touching on the idea. He was touching on simulation theory. He actually said multiple times things along the lines of um you know things like space-time aren't as fundamental as we once thought and he's hinting at simulation theory but of course joe rogan in his monkey mind he immediately is going to be like oh so we're in like you know we're on a circuit board yeah it's like now you're just breaking us down into electrical components yeah that's the easiest way to like cop out of that whole discussion yeah yeah i'm telling you guys go watch morgue on youtube um i've even linked some of his shit on the patreon i'll link some more shit on the patreon um but he talks a lot about you know ontological mathematics and just what the simulation actually is us being light beings what Mm. it means and uh, i don't know i just thought it was really interesting that they're starting the slow drip now on joe rogan too of like yo like space time isn't even fundamental anymore like all that relativity stuff einstein hawking all that shit like it's starting to go out the window and we're replacing it with quantum but yeah yeah, 
and, yeah. and, no, and Rogan definitely has people. I got an example that I found uh, the other day that Rogan actually does have people that like groups try to plant on his show. Sure. During the pandemic, they tried to get a like when he was very skeptical of vaccines and stuff. Mm-hmm. They tried to get like a vaccine advocate on there to be like, well, no, you guys like should, though. And he was just like, and he was like, apparently he blocked it. Yeah. He was like, no, that's fucking stupid. I'm not having this person on. Like, yeah. So I think he still has some level of control. Well, that, was that before the N-word clip? Because I feel like he feel definitely like would have that person that. on now. Yeah, it was probably before <laughs> that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I mean, he said it a lot, though. There's Throughout the history yeah. of me listening to him, there's been plenty of times where he's fucking, he's let that one fly. But he's like quoting it in context, you sure. know. Yeah, but, and we've already commented on that, yeah, yeah. but. I don't know the the whole episode about UAPs was was really I don't know it's just interesting to like hate listen to stuff you know because oh, you know you know how well, I feel about I'm space. a huge hate listener oh yeah and uh, they were also they were talking about other I guess my biggest gripe okay if you would ask any person on the street like if they trusted the military yeah. After Iraq, after Afghanistan, after everything, after Vietnam, after all that, mm-hmm. they'd probably say no, right? I don't. I don't. Mm. When it comes to military, and there's nobody of, wants to be a troop hater, bro. Just listen to what I'm saying, though. Is that all the CIA stuff, CIA wrongdoing, is coming out? <laughs> Bush did 9/11 is a meme. Everybody knows Afghanistan. Like even even lefties know Afghanistan was bullshit. Okay, yeah, sure. So if you ask someone on the street, do you trust the military? A lot of people probably don't. Probably don't. And they'll tell you yes because they're on camera and you don't want to hate the troops. But realistically, people don't trust cops and they don't trust the military. Yeah. So why is it when a military guy like David Fravor or Ryan Graves comes on and tells you about UFOs, you're so quick to drink it up. You're sucked into it, yeah. You're so sucked in, and you're like, but it legitimizes it because he's a Navy pilot. It's, well, it makes you feel beholden at that point because it's like, well, they, they did us the service of coming and telling us. It's, But still, it's a whole... You guys shit on the Navy and the Army and everything else in the Air Force, and then as soon because of what they did in Afghanistan and... Middle East, and then yeah, now, yeah. as soon as they come out and say something you agree with, though, that's the thing. It's yeah, you start confirmation it bias. Yeah, 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 exactly. You lap yeah. it the fuck up 100%. because they're telling you, like, you want to believe X Files, aliens, they're real. He's one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones, yeah, right? Yeah. And it, it just kind of blows my mind that whole credential thing of, like, you know, just because it's a military guy doesn't mean that, like, everything this guy says on UAPs is 100% true. I, I guess it makes you uh, not question any kind of, like, ulterior motives. Yeah. At the end of the day. But I don't know, man. I, I the alien thing I really wanna be, you know, everybody wants to believe, but it's like I'm just I've always been kind of convinced that like the shit some of the shit we see is probably just like, you know, skunk work projects. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like God Yes. Is. Definitely like, is. I I think whatever happened in Roswell probably happened. And then because they've been like reverse engineering bullshit out of that. Just just if you look at like the tech jump that happened from the 50s to now, mm-hmm. they had to have done some shit like that. Or was it a Garthens? Whatever it was. If it's something that came over the ice wall and crashed in fucking New Mexico. Because we talk about Roswell, but there yeah. was also, you know, the uh, Nazi UFOs. Yeah, they had so they, tech. that pre that tech predated unless that's like very good camera work. And even that even that makes you think like, oh, and people talk about aliens being extra dimensional beings, which is another possibility 
you know and it's like well i think that well, if actually we look at the uh like the occult stuff the nazis did to right. like, try and contact i'm assuming they were trying to reach across the veil or whatever you want to call the veil mm-hmm. you know and maybe they got in contact with something that told them how to do this you know it that and that's where the bell comes from you know it could be it's it could be shit like that you know and so i'm thinking like well we got all their scientists and their guys you know but then it's so the chances of us the stuff you see flying around, like I don't think I couldn't see, like you remember the T three four Bs or whatever the fuck it is that name that was given to those like triangular vehicles, sure, the black triangles, all right. That everybody was, it was like a huge UFO sighting in like the late nineties, early two thousands with yeah, the black yeah. triangles, and they had the the lights on the corners, and the lights on the corners, yeah. and the bottom of them, and like it's like that could just be some advanced version of whatever high tech project those fuckers were working on that they got from what you know either their own engineering or from some kind of extra dimensional shit because mm-hmm. they talk about uh what is it like the the lore of the grays is that they're like um they were some beings that like altered their genetics so much that they're like fucked up and dying now and that's like why they're here to seed us well no to like to i guess fit try and figure out how to fix their shit Via us, like I think they're, sh- I think they're like an advanced version. I get this is like not level nine thousand retard shit, but it's like they're an advanced version of us from the future that fucked shit up so bad they came back trying to figure out how to fucking fix it. So they're returning to monk because you talk about like they're talking about all the gene editing technology that's coming out now, like CRISPR and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, scientists for years have been saying how dangerous this shit is. Like it, it can cause immense problems, um, just because you can. If these traits get added to people and then they get passed on, like you have to talk about like what happens with genetic code when you alter it in a person and that person's still able to procreate or something. And then you create an aberrant human species like or even like mRNA technology that will alter our genes Mm -hmm. like that can have immense consequences down the road. So I don't see how like I guess you could make the connection like maybe that is maybe we're doing whatever made the grays right now. You know what I'm saying? With, with this kind of stuff like I, I think messing with human like if you want to talk about you know we talk about the frequencies and like how perfect dna is and it makes that mandala and all that stuff you know and like when you alter something like that that's going to have like huge effects down the road you know i just i just kind of thought of something and maybe this is too high of a thought but you know how we were just talking about you know like maybe the grays are us in the future and there's all these different like kinds of life and they evolve differently and all these different species right we have the grays the reptilians the hyperboreans the blue avians right right yeah well if you look at life on earth it all traces back to one single atom or one single cell Mm -hmm. the first cellular organism Mm -hmm. the first single cell and then we literally got dogs cats bunnies chickens humans rhinoceros giraffe we got everything from a single cell Mm -hmm. well technically speaking all of these species are us on a different trajectory because if cosmologically if you go back far enough there had to be the first sign of life in the universe if you're a materialist yeah so i mean if you're going back to to that then like all of these like the reptilians are just a version of us where we fed into our greed and fear mm. and we became the reptilians, you know? And, and, and it's, that's kind of why I always vibe that reincarnation thing of like, yo, we're all 
the same being, just living different lives, going through different experiences. So when I'm talking to you, I'm actually talking to me. Yeah, and like the only relativity to it is like consciousness, I guess. Right. So maybe that's really what all these different alien species are. They really are just like different versions of us on different trajectories. Yeah, consciousness with a different vessel. That's all it is, bro. Yeah. Dude, I need Whoa. to smoke a bowl to that. Whoa. God damn, fuck. <laughs> Holy got, shit. Got real mentally retarded Yo, there for a second. We just did something. Yeah, we just got real retarded there. I think we did something. I don't think that was, I don't know if that was coherent. But I don't know. We're going to listen back to this <laughs> and be like, and be what like, the fuck? What are the we fuck? talking about? I don't know, bro. I think I'm we just did something. I'm not even high right now. <laughs> I think we did something. But I did see, I saw a really interesting map that got put out the other day um, that was like at some global conference that was going on. And it showed like, basically what they're anticipating in the next few years by like 2030 and it showed like vast sloths of the earth are going to be like desert essentially uh and they've pretty much they pretty much written off like that part of the global south like the elites have oh so they're starting to not buy the real estate yeah they're start. they're like all right this is it like it shit's about to go south shit's fucked uh like these parts of the world are essentially going to be unusable like almost the entirety of like the south of North America was like desert. It looked like only from like the middle of Europe up was still green. Uh, India desert, like all that shit desert. Do like, we live? Uh, I think we're like right on the edge, right on the edge of the desert. Damn. So we're gonna be the New Mexico border. Yeah, we're gonna be the New Mexico border. I think. Fuck. Yeah. It's it. It was a weird map, and you know that could just be some shit that was getting shared around. Uh, I it's a, I think it was from an account that shares some dubious things, but <laughs> you know, but it was it was it. They claimed it was a map that got leaked from one of these conferences they were having, and um, I just it's interesting to see because they're doing all this like you know there's all this philanthropy out there which I think is just like charity money laundering, you know. At the end of the day, what was that you were talking about maps? Yeah. Um. So this is a map of American cities in Japanese. Oh yeah, that's always good. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> the way they name things. <laughs> a Norfolk. Norfolk. <laughs> yeah. I love um Colorado Springs is just Colorado Springs. Oh yeah, it's just an R Jesus. Spring <laughs> Which is not racist. That's how oh, they say yeah. it. That's how I mean, they that's, say it. That's how they say I'm it. trying to pull the map up We're to prove them. it. No, but yeah, man, it's it's I find it hard to believe. You know, like all the effort they put into these things, like these agendas they're pushing, like the WEF stuff, like that clip I put up today of that Indian guy talking about how he wanted or whatever he was wanting less souls on the earth. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's um, that's some kind of guru guy. Yeah. And, and he was like speaking. I just loved how giddy the fucking like white guy who was next to him was. And he's just laughing his ass off while he's like, yeah, I want less souls on the planet, not more. And it's like, what? Like, I... I don't know how you can like openly talk like that. Like that just makes me think you're like completely fucked as an individual. Like, yeah, I think everyone has a right to like some kind of life if they exist, you know, like sure. The earth cannot sustain past a certain point. Well, actually that's not true because if there weren't like a large portion of people hogging all the resources, the earth probably could, we probably could take care of everyone in some way or another, you know? And if the resources weren't pinned down to like petroleum based, if reality wasn't petroleum based, yeah, for real. You know, and that actually, that was one, something I was going to talk about a minute earlier. I'd love to look into like the history of oil, like research it a little bit mm-hmm. and find out like 
how'd they figure out that it was for energy? Like, what was the process of that? Yeah. Because no one ever really talks about that. We just like, oh, they found oil in the ground one day, and they're like, yeah, this does everything. Well, I will say, isn't there like some sinkhole? There's some like pit in like Iran or something that's just always on fire. And it's like a it's like a tar pit or like an oil reserve that it bubbles up and it caught on fire forever ago and it just has never gone out. Really? And so I think like shit happens. Like I mean, you know, early humans, how did they discover fire? Well, I mean, lightning probably struck a tree and they were like, "What the fuck is that, dude?" No, Prometheus brought it down from Mount Olympus and gave it to man. I mean, facts. <laughs> Homie spitting bars, but um and he didn't even know how to use it. He just brought it to us. <laughs> The real conspiracy that really blows my mind, I've been hearing some people talk lately. They say that oil isn't even that rare. No, it's not. Well, that, so they call it, They Rockefeller came up with the term fossil fuel yeah. because fossils were, were, you know, thought to be rare and it, oh, they happened a long time ago. And so if it happened a long time ago, we only have a certain and amount of it. you found it in the ground, so it's a fossil. Uh, well, it's a manufactured scarcity. Of course, well, just like most resources these days. Well, I feel like even with vegetable oils, like, you know, we've seen, like, dude, you can make oil in, like, five or ten years. Yeah. A couple decades. Yeah, it's not hard to like, do. Like, you don't need millions and millions of years and all the Earth's crust pressure just on need this or- thing. Just organic matter to be buried very quickly, essentially. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking trippy, man, because... Uh, uh, when as soon as you start bringing that in, it's kind of like the same thing of, like, the manufactured scarcity of electricity. Of, like, if it really is in the ground all around us, like Tesla said, and gave us the blueprints for. To harness it, yeah. It's the same thing with oil. If, like, all these fossil fuels, they're trying to tell us, like, oh, it costs all this money. You have to pay $5 at the pump because it's so rare and scarce and we have to refine it and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I get that, but what if it's really not all that rare? Yeah, I don't. It's, it's like, a lot of this stuff, I think, is just them extending, like, money-making schemes. Like, um... The European Union, uh, Ursula von der Leyen, she always taught. She's been, they've been harping on hydrogen lately, and they want to start making hydrogen-powered cars. Nice. Um, and they call it. They say it's clean hydrogen, like, and you can run vehicles with it and shit. I don't know the fucking mechanics or how any of that fucking works, but like, we have guys who've gotten working models of cars that run on fucking water, like, and that kind of shit. So it's like, why don't? Yeah. Well, then they whack them though. Then the CIA. Yeah, I know. It's just like steals their shit. And then there's so much water. <laughs> they're like, no, this isn't like marketable. There's too much. There's too much of it. It's too. It's too plentiful of a resource. We can't. We have to have a scarce resource for things to attribute value to it. You know, at the end of the day. So it's it's funny to watch these moves being made and like the transition to green. Like, if you look at what mines do, mines just fuck shit up. Like you, you, if you, there's whole areas, there's an area in Canada that's a good example of where they had a mine that they used uh, to mine shit and nothing can grow or exist there at this point. Uh, and no they, shit. they just use it to test lunar rovers because it's the closest thing to what they say. The it's moon like is. a Chernobyl. Basically. They say it's like the, they're like, yeah, this is like as close as we can get to moon terrain. So we just test lunar rovers here and that's all it's used for. Jeez. It's just a giant piece of useless land now because they mine the fuck out of it. Right. And so it's, that's not sustainable. Like. So that makes you wonder, like, why this huge push onto EVs? Like, what's the, what's the end game with the push on EVs? Money, 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 money. Yeah, because it just, I think it ties up more resources. Money. And, and like I was talking about this morning when we were talking about Terramar in the group chat, uh, there's companies now that are moving on to attempting to own physical pieces of the earth. Corporations are attempting to, shifting to this idea of owning physical pieces of the planet. 
uh, like, you know, even if you have like land you own, you don't like literally own it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it is your property, but like it isn't in the sense of like you fucking own it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're just there for as long as you're alive. But once a corporation owns it, it that exists can just, as long as a corporation and that does. can go on forever and that can become a piece of land that is theirs. So we're talking shit like, like when Blackstone has been coming through and buying all these houses and shit yeah. for dirt cheap. And they come through and that's what's fucked up. You look at the housing market and a lot of people are complaining about the housing bubble and the prices in the past couple of years. Well, obviously, the only people that can afford that are wealthy corporations. Your mom and Paul, I mean, they're not they're not buying half million dollar ranchers. Yeah. Like, come on. So then a company like Blackstone will come in. They have the capital. They'll get in there, they'll flip it real quick, and then they'll start making profit on it in less than a year. It's a rental for eternity, essentially. Yeah, and that's part of the you will own nothing and you will be happy. People don't realize that the transfer is happening now. You look at World Economic (laughs) Forum, when they say you will own nothing, literally, just just look at how much Blackstone, I know we talk about Black Rock and Blackstone, Blackstone is actually a separate entity. Yeah. And they're the ones that are buying all the houses right now. Yeah. And and that's the thing. All these corporations are going to own it. And soon enough, you'll never be able to own anything. Well, it's the very idea of like, we'll be living at the behest like of their willingness. And like, you're seeing this pushing out of like eugenics stuff. You got like, like Stacey Abrams had a soundbite and she's a Rhodes Scholar, which ties into like those global elite groups. And she had a soundbite today that came out where she said, well, if you're poor and you can't afford to have a child, I don't understand why you wouldn't just abort it. Bitch, what? That's like a really gross take to have. And that just kind of shows where these people's heads are at. You know, they don't value human life in any way. Like, like we always say, we're useless eaters to them, you know, so they can just like someone who wants to be the governor of a state can come out and just say something like that. And like people don't recoil at it. Only certain people recoil at it. But like it's, like sane people, the, yeah, the few yeah. sane people left are like, why why is this coming from someone that we're well, supposed to consider and, a role model? And even that just statement on its base level is so anti-human. Like it, it just shows your complete lack of empathy for human life. Instead of saying maybe you should make better choices and maybe not put yourself in that situation to begin with. Yeah, they're like you just know? abort it. Well, that'll put more money into our mill, our little mill of parts that we're getting out of this yeah and then they can cut the foreskin off to put in their beauty products their anti-aging products and shit and then hillary clinton can you know suck all the stem cells out I've, the neck it's, it's like that canadian shit where they're like they um they like suggested that like certain people should just use euthanize themselves at this point like uh or like they were suggesting euthanasia because like they couldn't get treated by the medical system they're like well your condition is going to kill you and we can't treat you so maybe you should just euthanize now just die. Yeah, like maybe we should. Maybe we should just die. And like, that's like, I feel like that euthanasia thing is like the la- one of the last moral boundaries they have to like break past. Which, like, I guess I'm not necessarily against it, but I'm against the idea of the state recommending it as a procedure. Like, because it's- give me the option, but don't push it. Yeah, don't be like, you hey, know? well, here, listen, it. You're just. You should just. You should just go hop in this death pod real quick for us, and then it's all over. Like, don't hit me with a promo code. Like, yeah. don't don't get me with well, that shit. Well, actually, make sure your family saves 20% off on your death. <laughs> Yo, that's going to be... You know what? That's going to be the new BetterHelp ad. BetterHelp? Why not? BetterHelp. If you're... <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be if, if, you know, 
one of your loved ones off themselves because the you know because of the state will give you twenty percent off, and then people are going to be like, "Oh, this is great! Twenty percent off on your therapy sessions going to be fucking awesome." Because <laughs> we killed your family. Because we told your family. Yeah. To well, see, like my thing is that just opens it up to like that opportunity of like that just opens it up to blatant eugenics, like not just suggestive, like human liquidation, where they're like, "Oh, hey guys." Like Soylent Green shit, you know, where they're like, hey, listen, the earth can't support this many people this year. Climate's going to get bad. Yeah. We got to kill 20,000 of you and uh, your number's been drawn. Well, let me ask you. Is eugenics really that bad? I think it depends on who's using it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would depend on what group was using it for what, you know, because I think I think on its face value, it's the idea of population management and... It, we kind of do that with nature or we with, do that with deer. Yeah. We do that with, we do that kind of shit with nature and with, with farming as well. You know, you only promote the animals that have the best traits. Well, we've, we've learned how to jump that gap with hormones and steroids and yeah. shit, but that was originally the idea, but we treat humans different. And even going back to the Neanderthal with like the gimp leg and, you know, the fucked up skull is like, you know, Neanderthals were taking care of their retards. You know, like that's like a that's like an ongoing thing throughout yeah, humanity. So find it's fossils of them and shit. And they're like, I don't know why. Why is that like a thing? I don't know. Maybe is that what makes us uniquely human? Whereas yeah. on the same alien episode, Joe Rogan was talking about a story where a mother bear, you know, ate her own cub. Yeah. So it's like maybe we are the bear, just like the aliens. We're just on different trajectories right. throughout life, right, right. throughout existence. I don't know. Yeah. But you really can, like, that's why I always love going in nature and I advocate going in nature is like, you can really see like a reflection of yourself in a lot of stuff. Mm. And it really, it, it offers some unique perspective for sure. But, um, yo, before we wrap this thing up, I had something that surprised me. What's that? I was surprised to learn something you for once. This, uh... Deep scattering layer, this shit I sent the group chat. Yeah, see, I never heard this term. Did before. you watch the video? Yeah, I watched the video. I never heard the term before I saw it. Yeah, I hadn't I either. Heard of it. Yeah. This shit came across my my timeline or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's just fucking wild how much we don't know. Um, and I'm just going to let this video play out and kind of speak for itself. But I just thought it, it's, it's so trippy that there's so much out there that we are still learning every day. Well, the ocean's a huge unexplored place. But not only the ocean, but even every day, we find new species yeah. all the time, like in the rainforest. Like, yeah. people find, like, a random tree frog that has, like, a different, you know, toe. <laughs> and it's like got a dick on it. Exactly. So, I don't know. It, it is nice to know that we're still learning and evolving and growing and changing, which does give me hope. Like, that's why I'm not really black-pilled yeah, yeah. so hard anymore. Right. Is because, like, oh, bless you, buddy. I see us really coming out of this bigger and better on the other side, whenever that may be. It may be at the end of Kali Yuga, maybe Revelation, maybe something mm -hmm. big and bad. Right. But the fact that we're still learning stuff and like we don't know shit just means like, hey, like maybe you shouldn't have an opinion on fucking like anything <laughs> or at least like be that attached to it. Right, right. You know, how about how You're about not willing to die for it? I suppose don't die on that hill. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. just be open to the fact that you think you might know something today and tomorrow you could learn the complete inverse. Mm -hmm. And that's just life. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I don't know, this deep scattering layer, the ocean thing is just one of those things that highlights like even science, the stuff we called settled science, trust the science. Like scientists don't know shit. The concept of science should never truly be settled because there's always things to discover. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. You're exactly right. So I don't know. I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'm going to play this video. Bet. about the deep scattering layer and if you haven't heard of it you better buckle up your seatbelts because i doubt you'll even believe me so the deep scattering layer is like a wall or like a floor a layer and for a while scientists thought it was the bottom of the ocean it literally just looks like the floor of the ocean until they found out it was moving turns out it's literally a wall of condensed Fish. They had a hard time figuring that out because the layer is made up of mesoplegic fish which bounce sonar waves. But after they discovered it, they realized that the whole wall literally moves to the surface at night and back down to the bottom during the day. The whole deep scattering layer moves as one unit and scientists say it's so dense that it could make up for 65% of all fish biomass. Every one of its movements follows the sun and the moon. Scientists say that this is no accident and and that the fish intentionally formed this layer, but they don't know why. I'll be making a part two. So I. <laughs> they just learned that. Yeah, it's it, that's what boggles my mind is that they didn't like. As much as we go down there with ROVs and shit, they were just like, yeah. It, turns out there's a bunch of fucking fish, and that that was the floor of the ocean the whole time. They th they thought it was the bottom, and there's so much below it. Ugh. There's so Some much deep below stuff. It. Some deep weirdo stuff. Maybe maybe Bigfoot's hanging out with the Kraken down there. Probably. That's probably where Atlantis where is. Is below all the fish. Because it's sunk. They got fish cloaks. Yeah, it's hiding it's hiding all the stuff down all the ruins down there. I believe it. I bet that's what's going on. That's definitely what's going on. I think <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> we figured a lot out this episode. <laughs> I think we just did something. I think we just did something. <laughs>